Welcome to the LexisNexis Evolving IP podcast and today's launch episode, which is Bringing Clarity to Innovation. I'm Francesca Lavoie, and we're joined today by our co-hosts, Nigel Schweitzer, Tim Pullman, and Marco Richter. Hi, guys. How's everyone today? Doing great. Thank you. And Marco, it looks a bit cloudy where you are today. Well, it's just the weather. I would say being here with my two co-hosts and you, Frankie, uh, is absolutely sunshine and rainbow. So uh, doing very well today. Thank you. Wonderful. That was great to hear. I am very excited today because we are launching our new podcast series and we're going to be focusing on bringing clarity to innovation, hence the, the title of our podcast today. But before we go into the topics that we're going to cover across this new podcast series, I'd really like to delve into my lovely co-hosts who have uh, just said hi to you all. They have a huge wealth and number of years experience in IP, and I think they're going to bring a lot to this podcast. So without further ado, Marco, let's start with you. My name's Marco Richter, and I came into the world of IP about 15 years ago where I helped building a startup around patent analytics. The startup uh, at the time was called Patentside, which is today's LNIP's flagship product. For a long, long time, the IP organizations of this world have been relegated to the dusty file cabinets. And we very strongly believe that IP has deserves a place at the table when it comes to business decision-making, laying out business strategy, And that is the area that I want to focus on as part of this podcast series. Thank you, Mark. And I feel there's definitely a theme running here in terms of our co-hosts coming from startups and now being part of the LexisNexis Intellectual Property Solutions family. But now I'm going to ask Nigel, could you give us a little bit of an introduction being a, a seasoned podcast host yourself? Yeah, so I hope this podcast is simply continuing the Cypher Vision journey. Cypher was a startup. We set that up 10 years ago. We set it up to bring the best of machine learning and artificial intelligence to the patent world to really add speed and efficiency. But within the podcast, it's not so much about functions, features, and technology. It's more about discovering ways to increase the rate of evolution of IP as an asset class. We can't get away from the fact that 80% or more of the value of companies today is patents, trademarks, and intangible assets. And we need to push that agenda of helping everyone understand. And that's not just uh, filing cabinets, but that's an important part of that. But it's better communication, better communication internally. And I'm sure we'll get on to this, but also better communication externally to investors and to advisors. So you have everyone really understanding intellectual property. Thanks, Nigel. And then finally, I'm going to ask Tim, who is also a seasoned podcast host coming from the SEPS couch, to tell us a little bit about himself. Yes, very excited to be here, Frankie. I'm the founder of IPlytics, a startup that was acquired by LexisNexis. And of course, also, we have cared and still do care a lot about how can we understand with data this complex world of IP. And I think that's also What my background is, I'm an economist. I've been working with data as an indicator of value of R&D activities. And the topics in this podcast that I will cover will probably focus more on the transactional aspects of IP. Everyone knows I'm talking about standard essential patents a lot. And here especially, I want to understand from invited guests, for example, how IP in the transaction is actually bridging the world of IP and business. Because in the very end, licensing or selling and acquiring patents is 
business. It's deal-making. And I'll dive into those topics to understand how that has changed. We are increasingly living in a world with geopolitical challenges, complexities, new industries are now part of IP transactions that were not part of it before. And these are more the topics that I will focus on in this podcast. Let's focus now on Evolving IP. That is the name that we've given this podcast series. Marco, do we need to evolve IP? So the answer is yes. IP deserves a seat at the table, but IP also needs to earn that seat at the table. They need to be able to communicate effectively, as Nigel has pointed out. But also as technologies are evolving and there's an ever more complex and interconnected world in these technologies, and that's, yes, connection through things like cellular and Wi-Fi, but that's also connection of like AI plowing through and digitalization plowing through classically siloed technology field. So this also makes IP ever more complex to steer and navigate. So IP departments and the businesses around them, but also the law firms serving them, need to involve to stay ahead of these trends. And we're here to discuss on how to navigate these changes, how to navigate complexities, but also how to ultimately communicate better to drive better decision making. And Tim, Marco's touched on some of the challenges around evolving IP, but what would you see as some of the key challenges that face us all today? I think we have to often rethink IP or understand that traditional use of IP, predicting ideas, is not the only thing that IP stands for. More and more technology is used across companies, right? We share technologies and therefore also IP is shared. It's not keeping people from doing things. It's giving technology with patents a certain currency and you can license it and you can get access to it. It's not like everyone's portfolio is closed and you cannot get into it. That has very much changed. And if you think about some of the more traditional industries or small, medium-sized companies that think of IP more like a cost center or a liability, Today, the world evolves much more into seeing IP assets as an opportunity, as something you can collaborate on top, you can use and commercialize on top. And all that has, I think, changed and evolved IP very much. And IP professionals must rethink. And as Marco said, they have to deserve that seat at the table to get attention from the boardroom. And so, Nigel, so how are you going to get that seat at the table? How are you going to evolve IP within your organization and also externally as well? We're all founders or very early adopters of new technologies to analyze patent data. Patent site plus being the flagship product, IPlytics being the market leader in SEP data and Cypher being the market leader in artificial intelligence and classification. But none of us did this because we like shoveling data over the wall and to companies or to lawyers. So the whole evolution of IP for us meant something more systemic. It meant what can patent information do to help businesses reach outcomes? So the evolution of IP is also about really listening to the problems that people face. Some of that is technology roadmap. Some of that is lending, getting companies to raise money so they can go on and do bigger and better things. Some of these challenges are litigation related? How do you get settlements achieved faster? So I do want to go and give a shout out for the power of information. So Tim mentioned IP gets a bad reputation for being a negative right, the power to exclude companies from doing things. But our position is, look at the power of information. 
Look at the ability for IP to take that seat at the table to use evidence to say, we don't just believe that AI or machine learning or voice recognition are hot technologies. We can prove it. We know who owns that technology. We know the annual growth rate for that technology. We know which organizations, whether it be universities or litigators, are investing in it. This is why LexisNexis is so well-placed and our ultimate holding company, Relex, who have been committed for decades and decades in bringing better, clearer information to more people so that this asset class isn't some scary esoteric thing, that it's just a mainstream asset that is understood in the same way as money on a balance sheet or stock in a warehouse. No, thank you. And thinking about some of those themes, who do you think we should be asking to get their opinions? But how are we going to do this in the podcast? But I think anyone with an opinion needs to enter this podcast to join the dots. Technologists, with lawyers, with economists, with finance people, with sustainability. It's only together that I think we can put together the jigsaw so that our audience can hopefully see the whole picture. Yeah, I totally agree there with Nigel. Like This podcast series cannot and will not be about just bringing IP people together. It would be counter to this. We need to listen to the stakeholders and shareholders at the table and need to bring together various views. Also, to in turn, educate others, right? The, the people that are not as familiar with IP, but also ensure that their voices are, are being heard and understood more within our community. And I think at the very end, it's on Marco, Nigel, and on me to ask also the right questions. You can invite great people, but you have to really get your head around their perspective and put all that into context. And I think that's really what the challenge will be for the three of us. And of course, for you, Frankie, to host all this, that we find the right people, that we ask the right questions, and then we are able to summarize and understand on the higher level how all this can work together and what we can conclude from this. That's what, what listeners can expect, that we are challenging ourselves with answering those questions. I think we have a role as leaders in the field to help demystify some of the jargon. So I do think that we can also act as guides. Sure, the podcast will be about our guests, but I, I hope our own opinions can come forward to help shine a light on the way ahead. Great to hear that we're, we're not going to shy away from anything. We're going to ask the hard questions. We've chosen a theme for this season of the podcast, which is bringing clarity to innovation. There are, I think, some areas that we definitely want to cover as topics with some or all of our guests. And I'd just like us to focus on a few of these just really quickly now to give our listeners a, a little bit of a, a taste of maybe what we can hear further down the line. If we think about the value that IP can bring to an organization, what are your views in terms of how we can actually bring that to the forefront? When you really think about it, what valuable intersection in the company and IP organization in theory sits, right? It sits at the intersection of the R&D pipeline, the R&D strategy, the business strategy, and a plethora of competitive intelligence. They're amongst the very few in a company that can bring these three angles together and formulate a comprehensive picture of what's going on within and outside of the company, both in terms of competitors, customers, technologies, etc., that are evolving. So I think when we talk about value that 
IP can bring to an organization, it's at this intersection that value has not been created as much in the past as was possible. And hopefully we are able to bring the right people into these conversations here that can help to educate us, but also the broader audience here on how to achieve that. The transactional part of IP often is related to things like standard essential patents. But I think it's also interesting in general to see that the most valuable companies in the world are valuable because of their IP. And patents are not only protecting an invention, it's also disclosing an invention. Then we're back to the value of information because that is typically with any big transaction, the starting point, right? Starting a conversation on, hey, what do you have and what do I have? And you have to quantify that somehow. This can be data. It can be reports from experts. It can be anything. But understanding value of each other's portfolio is typically the very starting point of any larger negotiation, also in court even when it's coming to a dispute. I think that's the interesting part about it when we discuss value and IP for organizations. I don't want to be a downer, but can I just go and add the word risk as well? I think boards yeah. of directors, external scrutineers are very interested about the risks around intellectual property. And for every person receiving money, which is a recognition of value, there's somebody paying money, which of course is uh, on some PL accounts regarded as a manifestation of risk. So I do think we need to look at both sides of the equation always. Value, of course, but risk also. No, absolutely. Definitely a, a topic that we'll cover in many different ways going forward. Another area I really would like us to focus on is diversity within the innovation process. There's been lots of examples and data points that are given around the fact that this really is an area that needs to evolve and maybe rapidly evolve. Nigel, any thoughts from you around how we can cover some of these diversity topics to really try and change the landscape on this? The drum is beating. It's beating very loudly. The underrepresented minorities and female inventor topics are just there for the picking. And I think there's an opportunity for everyone to get involved. And we on this podcast will be hunting out those who are making it happen and doing the work ourselves to get involved to promote diversity, but not just to talk about it, but to get involved with initiatives that will actually help balance the level playing field. And the closing remark on series three of CypherVision, I said, this isn't just uh, promotion. This isn't just flag waving. This is about maximizing economic benefit. If we don't get the inventions from half of the world's population or more, then the world will lose out big time. And another area that I think the world is going to lose out big time is on sustainability. And I hope that we can cover that across this podcast series. What's the point in inventing stuff if you're not going to be around to enjoy it or participate in it? Marco, thoughts on from you on that? Yeah, absolutely. In one of my recent presentations on the topic, I quoted a study from Nature on the impact of carbon emissions or the lack thereof during the pandemic. And that study was really staggering to me because as world's traffic, airline, cars, cargo vessels completely came to a halt within the first year of the pandemic, carbon emissions were only reduced by 6%. And we're on a path set out by the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals to be net zero by 2050. So what this nature study shows me is that 
changing human behavior alone will not get us to the achievements of the, the very ambitious goals that we have to have a sustainable environment worth living in for both humans, but also the plants and the animals that inhabit this planet. So it will need eventually to come down to innovation to give us the tools to change and correct the course that we're on to achieve these goals. So that is certainly an area that we're going to be exploring during this podcast uh, series. Now, I'm looking forward to it. What would be your trends or your outlook for the coming year? Tim, what can you see coming down the track? Yeah, taking my perspective as an economist, I always like to think about economic trends here. And I identified here three that that I think could influence IP. The first one will be geopolitical challenges. We have a global market, we have global technology, and also IP is global because it's used everywhere. But of course, we have regional courts. So you file your patent with a local jurisdiction. And that's why single countries can decide in courts or by accepting or not accepting your patents on their regional laws. And in the last years, unfortunately, these challenges have not always went to a system that cooperates and unifies things, but in some cases, the opposite. And I think that is always a challenge. And we heard about risk today, and that is also a big risk. Very much connected to that, my second point is regulation. We do have a trend of increasingly regulate IP. A very prominent example is the EU regulation on standard essential patents. Again, a local region, in this case, the European Union, tries to regulate a global market and only has influence in Europe. So another challenge for IP, how can you have global products and then react to those local regulations? And last but not least, our world is increasingly connected in ways where different industry verticals merge together and technology merges together. But these industries come from different backgrounds. They come from different company cultures and they have dealt with IP differently. And another challenge I see for 2024 is that clash of cultures, of a person that is used to do things a certain way that clashes with a person coming from a totally different perspective and they have to do a business together now. So from a high level economic perspective, the three trends I do see for 2024. No, thank you. And and Marco, how do you think that's going to affect businesses today and how they're running their organizations? I'll connect to one that Tim has just mentioned, and that's about more complex and interconnected technologies uh, driven by AI digitalization. Nigel has a long track record of experience in in dealing with these challenges and has, with his team, created a, a wonderful solution to help customers navigate the complexities that arise in the patent landscape. But these challenges are not completely dealt with and things are getting more and more complex. On a daily basis, we're having conversations um, with customers around the globe about the topic of AI, about large language models, both how they use it in their day-to-day already, but also how they'd like to see it utilized in our solutions to help them make better decisions. That is one for sure. And the other one, and I connect to my earlier answer, certainly is sustainability. We have uh, World IP Day 2024 coming up at the end of April, and WIPO has set the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals as the key theme for World IP Day, as we are now half time towards the 2030 goals that were set out back in 2015. So we will see a huge effort from IP offices around the world around World IP Day on the topic of sustainability. 
And we'll certainly expect to see um, this being a continued conversation with corporates and law firms around the globe. No, thank you. And Nigel, what do you see the trends that investors and partner organizations should be looking for in 2024? I think the pushing of the rock up the hill is done. I think people get it. And so for the last 10 years, I've been going, don't you want more information? Don't you want clearer information? They go, yeah, maybe, but I've got a really good gut feel about what's happening in the world. And they go, really? Your gut feel against my transparent analytics? But now I feel that we've gone over that, the cusp of that mountain, and now the demand is pulling us. Why don't you give us more information? Why can't we have a better understanding? And so now I think maybe it'll be the suppliers that are getting whipped a little bit more by the customers to go, we want better information. We want clearer information. We want faster information. And I think that information will enable faster movement. So it's taken us quite a long time to get here. But as with many technologies, now that we're over that cusp, I think we'll see changes and improvements happen faster than than we expected. Brilliant. Well, I think we've we've got a good view of the topics we want to cover across this next podcast series and a good view of, of what we feel the trends and the challenges are. But I do want to ask you all, what would be your key takeaway for the listeners today? Tim, do you want to go first? In very short, IP is increasingly used as an asset. It's licensed, it's sold, it's traded. These transactions happen across industries and they're global and that creates challenges. So this podcast will provide some clarity into how to solve these challenges. Thank you. And Nigel, what would be your takeaway for everyone today? Just the overwhelming feeling that there's an interesting conversation to be had and difficult questions to be answered. I hope that our listeners and our community will really engage with this conversation for the benefit of all. We don't claim to have all the answers. We absolutely are committed to finding them. Very true. Very true. And Marco, what would you say as a final thought? I would say rather bold. I think that you can't afford to miss out on this podcast series, right? I I think especially with my two co-hosts, you will find a very formidable lineup of hosts and guests that we're going to be able to bring to the table as we explore how IP is evolving with technology and around sustainability and the crucial role that it plays in business strategy to enhance the competitiveness and innovation of organizations around the globe. No, well, I'd like to give a big thank you, Tim, Marco and Nigel, for giving us their views on this podcast and also their outlook for, for evolving IP and the challenges that, that we're all facing um, that we need to overcome. I will be joined on each of our episodes by a leader in the industry, as we've just discussed, and one of our co-hosts to debate and discuss their views on some of the, the key topics that are facing intellectual property today. And as we said earlier, we are not going to shy away from any tough questions. So please do join us. Our aim across the podcast series is to allow you to bring clarity to innovation. So whether you're working in an intellectual property team or you're trying to get to grips with IP as a business stakeholder or as an investor or even as a partner. So please do join us. Thank you for tuning into the LexisNexis Evolving IP podcast series. Please continue the conversation on social and share your thoughts about today's episode on bringing clarity to innovation.